Hey, Scuttlebuds, this week on The Butt, <laughs> wait, no, that doesn't sound right. This week on Small Town Scuttlebutt, we purge our problems on you, and we do it because we know you're going to relate, and so let's just cope together. Fundraisers, real estate transactions, and delivery drivers with ankle bracelets? Buckle up, we have a lot to process. This week's episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt is brought to you by Smear Campaign. Smear Campaign Full Circle Tour comes to Devlin's Tavern, 15 North Main Street in Bellingham, Massachusetts. Show starts at 7. And by Mario's Lawn Care. These lawns are going to bounce back, and when they do, you're going to need someone to take care of them. They're going to need a lot of help. Small Town Scuttlebot. I gotta say something about you, Liz. There was several years ago, there was a birthday party. This is uh, back when our kids were in like the daycare days. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of parents were hanging out while kids were doing a gymnastics thing. And there's like me and like five dads just Mm -hmm. in a circle, just. Killing time, right? That's where you start developing friends, yes, right? You realize who you have stuff in common with. Yeah. Yep. Yep. First couple of times I was a wallflower going on. Oh, mm. I don't want to be. And then it's like, you know what? I've seen that guy at like four birthday parties and see him at pick up and drop off. We start hanging out and there's your friends. And you had come um, and you just blended right into the group and kind of held court. And I was <laughs> like, she's not just one of the guys. She's. She's the guy. Yeah, like, that's not the first time I've heard that. That's good. I mean, that's um, great. I always, because I always find men to be less judgmental than groups of women. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why my social circle is relatively small in this town. I've got <laughs> women friends that I'm tight with from Will's grade at Castle Hill. And then like Leslie and, and the other moms that we've become very close with through like Rosie and Avery and Brady's age. Yep. And that, you know, is sort of the extent of it. Mm. I think when I'm talking to just a group of of dads, there's not, I don't know, there's not that judgy, competitive, uh, you know, weirdness. That's a nice nice thing to say about men. I just feel like in this day and age, with all that toxic masculinity, (laughs) boys will be boys. (laughs) Let's take an innocent phrase. Like they're talking about catching frogs and running through the house with mud on their feet, but you're going to turn it into a me too message. And freezing underwear. (laughs) I'll Um, say this though. I conversely, and you'll see it, like, if you look at the catalog of episodes and the guests we had, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say four out of five, three out of five times it's a woman. Yeah. And I just yep. find myself enjoying a conversation, with, you know, because like, I don't feel like it's a pissing match, you yep. know? Yep, yep. And um, so the guard, is, it's just, it's not, it's different. There's no ego. Mm-hmm. There's no um, there's no machismo in the yeah. uh, conversation. I find <laughs> yes. that relaxing because I always hang out with guys. It's my circle. But anyway, I wanted to say that. And uh, the show, like, you just blended right in and uh it's awesome thank you parenthood sounds like it absolutely sucks yeah (laughs) rick is describing a kid's birthday party (laughs) first off as where he makes friends right problem that's where it no that's where it happens (laughs) also he said the first few that he went to he was a wallflower (laughs) this is like a a seventh grade dance (laughs) you also make it sound like i should be put on a list for saying that i make friends at kids birthday parties (laughs) well you said it not me but i thought it yeah, there's no Friday night like mm. a night at Chuck E. Oh Cheese. You know? 
Make sure you have your wristband. I know. <laughs> hey, get rid of that ankle bracelet before uh, you go right. in. I've got 50 tokens right here uh, in my pocket. Oh, oh come God. on, Mike. Just yeah, no, you know what? Right in. As, I said, <laughs> as I said right here in my pocket, I realized that it took it way too far. Yeah. And I wasn't even in, intending it that way. It's just where I would keep tokens. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Not at a Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, let's stop this now. How just, about we do this? Hmm. Let's introduce ourselves oh, and the great show. Idea. I'm Rick Fink across the table. Tables, Mike Page. To my right, to Mike's left, is Liz Daly. It's another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt. I'm I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Mike, you're back from the Azores. How how was yes. it interacting with the Azorians? It was great. I went swimming with dolphins. Okay, that's that incredible. Uh, that's good. Last year when we did it, there were like 30 dolphins maybe in the pod. This this time around, there were over 70 dolphins. Mm-hmm. But it was extra cool because. The guy was like, you're not going to see squat today. It's been like, there's nothing out there. Mm. And then we saw a ton. So it was really cool. Nice. Um, What else did we do? I didn't get sunburn. That's a plus. Right. Did you apply SPF periodically? Oh, yeah. Yep. That's good. 50. SPF 50. Because the sun in the Azores doesn't mess around. Rick is disgusted that I said SPF 50. Go ahead. No, I'm just... I guess I'm really bummed that uh, we can't wear Copper Tone 4 anymore. That's what I... <laughs> that's just like baby oil, yeah. Yeah, but Liz, that's what you had oh, when you were a kid. If Copper, I even wore anything. Copper yeah. Tone 4. Yep. And some girls were like, no, I just put on oil. Yes. Like, because yeah. I'm going to get... Hawaiian Tropic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and they smelled great. Yeah. And I remember I go camping with... But they I'm, all have skin cancer. Now. Right. Yeah. I was at the beach the other day, and I... I there's always one senior citizen with that dark leathery skin. Yes. And I'm just like, so this is how you're gonna go, huh? Like you're don't you're gonna die doing what you love, just sitting <laughs> on the beach and but what is it frying. I feel like, you know what, if I ever tap into that brain and be like, Why is he doing that? I think it's a um it's um something that they're working toward. Like look at like uh you you, oh, yeah. you know, like Mike, you you work with wood. Rights. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you might you, Working with the wood, keep manipulating it, sanding it down, make it even more smooth, right? There's a process. I feel like the guy's like, yeah, I got a good base. You know, by July, I need to be it, you know? Yeah. It's the same as the um, the meatheads that are, like, you know, totally roiding it up. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I'm jacked. But tomorrow, I'm going to hit the hit the gym even harder. I'm going to look even better. Yeah. <laughs> you but know, it's like legs. Yeah. yeah. But it's like you never reach your goal. Because you just keep moving it right further away from you, and uh, Revere Beach up up near Salem is a prime example of the people that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You'll see some real leather skinned people. Yeah, uh, they're the color of a football, <laughs> and I That's would say their skin is textured pretty similarly. Yeah, some good uh, tattoos, I bet too. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> but they're all still out there with the tin foil. Oh my reflector, god, yeah. like. Oh. Have they read an article about skin cancer in the past 20 years? <laughs> no, we're talking about Revere, Liz. No. There's not much reading taking place. <laughs> the, the beach is a place to see and be seen, mm. not, to, not to catch up on your reading, Liz. <laughs> My bad. Have you even been to the North Shore? <laughs> <laughs> That's God. funny. Well, uh, Scuttlebuds, we're just happy to have Mike back, and we're, we were um, talking about what we wanted to um, bring to the show today, and we just had a billion different ideas so we're just going to do a long format ushanka show and chalk it up as uh things you just want to get off our chest nothing's really related to each other but um i think that we can all relate in some way shape or form to many if not all of these things so mike with that said why don't you hit that 
that groovy tune. Right, so I like how we're kind of getting into our roles. Like Mike is the Googler. We we mm-hmm. Liz, Liz yes. and I assigned you. Liz, you have a title. Title. You weren't here to weigh in. And, Would you uh, prefer a fiddler or something yeah. like that? You're the. Well, go- I don't play the fiddle. No. Oh. <laughs> or the diddler. You want to be the. D- no, you don't want to be the diddler. It was the doodle club, not the diddle club. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Uh, Mike, you're the Googler mm-hmm. and you're the the um, tech guy, right? Because you're the millennial Gen X, uh, Oregon Trail guy, right? Yep. The Gen- yep. And Liz is like the MC of, she is the MC of the Ushanka. She holds mm-hmm. it. She holds court with this thing. And we she and I just I just sit here and go on tangents. And then <laughs> just so all the right. scuttlebuds know, because I, I like to think that every show is someone's first show. So mm-hmm. if you're just new to the show, that's what we're doing today. Take it away, Liz. All right. Let's see what we have today. Charity calendars. It's a scam. It is a scam. Anything that makes you feel guilty for winning is a scam. Okay. First of all, let's define what a charity calendar is because Mike's looking at me like he's a little confused. Go ahead. Well, you said that anything that you win, Mm. you're winning charity calendars? Well, yeah. I I have to explain. If Everyone's seen these things. Let's say... Your high school girls field hockey team or the boys football team as a fundraiser. A Saturday morning, you're going to go do the groceries. There's three kids out st- outside in their jerseys and they're selling a calendar. It's for the next 30 days. It's like the month of October. And every day on the calendar, it has a cash prize on it. Oh, and, okay. Uh, so I you, was very confused. Yeah, me too. I was like, what? They're selling like their Shutterfly calendars and it's all like family photos? No, it's, it's a one-month calendar with a stub that you write your name and your phone number on. You give it to them, right? And every day they draw. And let's say on October 20, you got picked. You could look at your calendar. Oh, my God, that's a $100 prize. Now, you gave $10 to buy the calendar mm-hmm. to support these kids but you just won $100. So when the transaction's over, you took $90 from that charity. And when people realize that, they say, hey, you know what? Just keep the money, right? Mm-hmm. Or they don't. But I'm the kind of person that says, look, I, I don't need the 90 bucks as much as you do. And I wanted to help you in the first place. This wasn't a investment <laughs> that I was pursuing. So I, I think it's brilliant. But I also think they got you. There's a catch there. It makes you have to pause and say, what kind of person am I? Mm. I think you're overthinking it a little bit. I, I overth- think you should just not <laughs> I overthink- buy the calendar. Right? <laughs> Screw the kids and their yeah. stupid sports. <laughs> yeah. You know how good it feels when you're at PetSmart and they say, do you want to donate another dollar mm-hmm. so that you can help homeless pets? Do you want to donate five dollars to CVS to do, to help this? Do you want to? Everybody's trying to take your money, mm-hmm. and it, it, sometimes it feels good to say no, no. Oh well, CVS is always hitting you up to round round up. up. And it's hard no, hard no. Just nope. Oh, we always know, do because it's just change. And also, I want to put the money because we're charitable. Yes, but I want to I want to have some autonomy in where I. 
put my money mm-hmm. and this thing i'm sure it's a great cause but because you're the middle person and there's going to be overhead like just the service here and the technology my my 93 cents is actually going to be 14 cents going to the cause i know that i'm not familiar at all with this you've never been hit up che- no, no no you've so, never seen one of these things no I don't now think they so. look at Liz and they're like, she doesn't have money. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll wait for that guy. Or they, they look we'll at Rick and he's and they're like, he's an easy Audi. mark. Well, I, I look, won he's a- driving his wife's Audi. <laughs> <laughs> I won a hundred bucks last year with the girls' hockey team, mm-hmm. and they called and said that I won. One of the moms on the booster club, and I said, you know, you, you keep that. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. Doesn't everybody scuttlebutt? If you're going to donate money to one of these things, just let them have the winnings. Just keep it. Think about the kids. Anyway, that's just me. I have a big, big heart. Big heart. And you don't, Liz. (laughs) Neither do you, Mike. Sure. Okay, next one. I'll take it. All right. (laughs) Boastful real estate agents. Pipe down. Okay, that's me again. A real estate transaction, when you buy or sell your home, Mm -hmm. it is technically, or legally, it is absolutely public information, right? It goes in the books at at town hall and, and all that. But I don't think that it needs to be advertised by the super overproud realtor who just cashed in on that real estate venture that was sold for way above asking. Our neighbor listed the house for $1.4 million. I know that sounds like I'm being a douche, but that's a lot of money. I get it. Yeah. The house sold for $440,000 over asking, okay? That's bonkers. It is bonkers. It's crazy. It's bizarro world. I'm telling you, this is nuts. The world's on fire. That's fine. People can do what they want with their finances, and they can live wherever they want and do what they want. What I didn't appreciate, I haven't met these people. They're probably going to be great neighbors. Like, everyone here is, it's a nice neighborhood. But I didn't think it was fair for the the listing agent to brag and boast about the dollar amount that it was listed for, the dollar amount that it sold for, and patting themselves on the back. I'm like, you know what? If the nosy neighbor is curious to see what that sold for, and actually as a as a neighbor, I want to see what it sold for, for sure. because I this is affecting my property value. If if they got lowballed, I'm gonna be pissed at the people that moved. Like, hey, what what, what was that? You know. Yep. Um, this is good news for everyone else in the neighborhood, but I don't think I don't think anyone should know about it. But this is realtors like marketing moving forward because they were in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. and lucked out because of the current market. Mm-hmm. And they want the next person that's going to sell their house to think that they somehow swung that when yeah. realistically they had nothing to do with it. That, and that's what I was going to say too, Mike, is that I, I don't, the realtor can't take credit for the current condition of our economy in the housing market. Like, right. I haven't heard of a house that hasn't sold for over asking. So anyone with any common yeah. sense that reads a headline on any mm-hmm. given day would say, well, you're obviously taking advantage of current market conditions, which, hey, more power too, you know, like right. make your money for right. sure. Um, but I would say it's more about what's going on in the economy and less about the person selling. Yeah, it's houses right now, it's so hot that not only are they going for over asking, <clears throat> but they're selling within 30 days. Like, Oh, yeah. These guys had a Friday, Saturday, Sunday open house, like two hours each, and the street was lined with cars and Boom, the mm-hmm. sign came down. Yeah. Pending. It's like, wow, that was, I mean, you knew it was going to happen. Yes. But I was shocked at the price. Yeah. But anyway, if you're a realtor and you'd like to uh, advertise with us <laughs> instead of a bus bench, uh, feel free to reach out. Yeah. Or a grocery stick. Yes. Yep. 
You know what I don't like is looking at someone's face on the grocery cart the whole time. It's like, I you feel see like it's like, judging stop, you. Yeah, stop. Yes, I'm buying these Oreo cookies and I don't give a shit. Stop. Yeah. Anyway, um, how do you feel about that? I don't like it. I would, I would not hire that person. I don't like, because I, I th- to your point, it it's public information. What, but it's private how, to you. But it's private to you. It's very personal. Pi- mm-hmm. Buying a home, like your finances are very personal. So like you said, a nosy neighbor is going to want to know, but I don't want it blanketed across social media. Like that just feels, now, now you're putting my information out there to be judged that I spent this much money on a house and more X dollars more than it was asking for. And I don't think that that's necessarily right. Right, right. I agree. And you know, there's something very personal about your home. Like when I move here, I'm going to cry like a bumbling baby, Mm -hmm. not because I love the house, but I loved what happened within it over the course of 20 years. You know, my kids will be in college. My little babies are gone. You know, now I have to live alone with my wife for the rest of my life. (laughs) You know, just kidding. I love, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, it'll be your next stage. And if you know someone who just purchased a new home in Massachusetts and you want to get them a uh, housewarming gift, hit up Mike Page Studios. Uh, I can make an entering sign of whatever town you want. Shameless plug. I know. You're, you're, <laughs> I did it. I nail it or what? I'm never good at that That's stuff. Right. <laughs> it's very um, organic. I don't want to brag, but I've got some friends in the pest control business. I'm primarily talking about Betty. Betty is an avid listener. I know you're listening, Betty. Hey, how you doing? Keep the ticks away. You keep the mosquitoes away. You keep the mouse out of the house. Or the mice out of the heist. You know what I mean. She sent her son Ralph over the other day to rebate the traps. Couldn't help but notice the cool wordplay on the shirt. It said SWAT team. Get it? SWAT team? I like that. You know what else I like? Great customer service. Ralph comes in and he says, hey, I think I see where the mice are coming in. Behind a closet door right here in the Scuttlebutt studio, I have a hole in the house the size of a mouse. Do you have a mouse in the house? Well, then call my friend Betty over at APC Pest and Termite Control. The phone number is 1-800-400-AMPS. Let me do the heavy lifting for you. I'm going to look at my phone here and get the numerical equivalent to those letters. 1-800-400-2687. There you go. APC Pest Control. You know, I get hungry from time to time. I think that's normal as a human being to feel like you need to get satiated. And you know what I do about it? I eat something, but not just anything. Like when it comes to pizza, I order Royal Pizza because they're the best. My friend Billy, he makes the pizza. He runs the show. My friend John, he'll deliver it. Sometimes I just go in and hang out and say hi, you know, because they're great people. And I can't help but notice when I'm waiting for my pizza order to come, their walls are filled with thank you letters from kids and schools and organizations. They're helping out the community. So, dine-in, take-out, delivery. Royal Pizza on Main Street in Medfield. All right, latest celebrity comparisons. Okay, so this was me. Mm -hmm. All right, historically, I've been called everything from a young Jimmy Stewart, um, Michael Phelps on Olympic years. (laughs) Uh, I've gotten Woody from Toy Story. I'm not proud of that. But today, 
at the barbershop. Jordan's cutting my hair. Steve came over. My hair was kind of like down a little bit in the front while Jordan was trimming it. And I've got the handlebar mustache. And Steve just froze in his tracks. And he goes, dude, you look like Billy the Butcher from Gangs of New York. And I was like, yes, I've oh. been upgraded. <laughs> That's Daniel Day-Lewis, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's it's a great movie. Yeah. That's good. I've been called a lot of things in the past, some of which I'm not proud of. Uh, <laughs> and I've answered to a lot of things that I shouldn't have. Uh, but today I was referred to as Billy the Butcher, and yeah. it's a good day. Yeah, take the W there. One time I was uh, told that I looked a kid in Shaw's of Medfield. This was like going back probably nine, ten years. I'm walking through the aisles, and this little kid sitting in the cart said oh my god mom it's wolverine and i was like <gasps> i was like oh, that kid is awesome yeah. like hugh jackman yeah but then i shaved my face the next morning and a kid at school said i looked like the man in the yellow hat and i oh. have i have <laughs> i think that's the lowest point of my life i was like yesterday i was wolverine <laughs> I and today a kid called me the man in the yellow hat <laughs> yeah yeah it doesn't get well that's because oh you, you had a monkey you know yeah. <laughs> Rick, who do you get compared to? Um, okay, unfortunately, and it's, it's situational. When I'm with my brother, Twins, the movie reference comes out, and I get compared to Danny DeVito. Uh, That's very unkind. It totally is. <laughs> it totally is. But but standing so next, your, my your brother, brother is a- my brother is uh, six years younger than me. But he uh, was on the crew team at University of New Hampshire, and he was uh, a football player in high school. He's 6'2", 225. He still plays hockey. Uh, he's got a six-pack, that son of a bitch. He has a six-pack. Does he have kids? He is expecting. Oh, well, congratulations. Yes. Kiss that six-pack goodbye, baby. <laughs> you're going to be too busy feeding and changing diapers. That's right. <laughs> and the other thing you can do, sometimes, like in the summer, if you're at the beach or if you're like around the pool and he's just got his bathing suit on, he does this hilarious thing where he's just got his aviator sunglasses and his perfect freaking hair and all. Like, he's a good looking dude. And then he'll just be talking, you'll be talking to him and he'll just start popping his pecs no. up and down. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, like, it's his cue to be like, you're boring me. So he just starts like, <laughs> or, if, or if a song comes on, he goes to the beat like, right peck, right peck, left, right peck, right peck, left, left, right peck. It's hilarious. It's a cool party trick. It is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Me, my party trick is, uh, hey, kid, pull my finger. It just doesn't It doesn't compete. Okay, two-part question for Liz. Mm-hmm. Liz, do you ever do the peck trick at the pool? And two, what, what celebrity do you get compared my to? My pecs are too small. I can't compete with Rick's brother. Um, I've gotten Jennifer Garner on yeah. a number of occasions. I think it's mostly because we both have, like, really big foreheads. Um, the nicest one I've ever gotten is Natalie Portman, yeah. which is really Oh, someone I think might be blind in one eye, but the worst one I've gotten, and I've gotten well, more than Sammy once, Davis Jr. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> is um, Juliette Lewis, oh, who okay. I don't think is particularly attractive. I could actually see all of those, not so much, but Jennifer Garner. What was the other one? Natalie Portman. Yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. I see it. Mm, yeah, and so I've never liked the Juliette Lewis comparison. Yeah, it's better than the man in the yellow hat. True. And and Danny DeVito. And Danny, yeah, nothing really beats that. <laughs> I don't look like him, right? Oh, God. No, but the the comparison is funny. Okay, I would give you like a Jeremy Piven. I get Tom Cruise a lot. Do you now? (laughs) And and, uh, Jeremy Piven makes more sense because nobody likes him. Right. (laughs) Thanks. I also get um, a lot. I get um, Brad Pitt from Troy all Hmm. the time. Yeah. When you have your shirt on or off? (laughs) In my dreams. We've talked about that. That movie. No, when he creepily has the. 
cardboard cutout of Brad Pitt <laughs> in Troy next to him. I was questioning my sexuality when I watched that movie. Yeah, you know, he's he, he is a fine-looking man. Boy, this mm-hmm. comes up a lot with you. It does. It does. <laughs> Moving on. All right, so this is mine. Abusive behavior at the pediatrician's office. Get out. So I received an email, and I, I have, I did copy and paste a portion of this because I wanted to read it verbatim. So I, I received an email from our pediatrician's office, just a blanket email, and the subject line was something like, appointment reminders and aggressive behavior. And I thought, like, oh, maybe they're sending out, like, an article for parents to read if they're seeing behavior with their kids as we go back to school. Like, but that, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Nay, nay, my friends. <laughs> so I get down to the aggressive behavior part of the email, and it says, Sadly, we have seen a significant rise in the mistreatment of staff members, mostly around appointment availability and the completion of forms. This behavior will not be tolerated. We've instructed our staff that should they receive any aggressive or abusive behavior, they are to end the interaction and report the patient to our practice manager. Upon review, patients or family members who are found to be inappropriate may be asked to leave our practice. They are referring to adults, my friends. Wow. Not children. (laughs) Now, where, where are you coming from? Do you think the letter... It's unfortunate that they had to write the letter, or do you think, settle down, these are parents and you're condescending? No, I think they should not have been put in a position to even have to address this. I mean, yeah, completely. And I've been going to this practice. I mean, Will's 14. I've been going to this practice for 14 years. They're lovely. Their front desk staff is lovely. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine a scenario where I would behave in such a manner towards them or anyone Mm -hmm. (laughs) that it would be deemed abusive yeah you know and i mean i think trying to get doctor's appointments these days it's it's tough right like oh, and yeah. you just sort of have to expect you're gonna have to wait if you can't abide by their two-week policy for forms like that's your fault you know mm-hmm. so to even have to put something out there that our staff has been treated so poorly that we have to address this with adults is really sad yeah you know you it's- say it like that <laughs> but i'm so rick you can't see it, but I'm looking at her printout of this email. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's only addressed to her. There's nobody <laughs> in, in the in the CC or BC, <laughs> and no one else in the two column. Second, uh, the body of the email starts off uh, with Miss Daly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so don't let her fool you. Yeah, she is the person that she's ripping wait, apart wait. right now. What's that say in red, all caps? Second notice. <laughs> Uh, this re- does re- remind me of a moment where I'm gonna I'm gonna just a devil's advocate. Yep, you sure. know, let's play the other side. Um, sometimes parents are provoked. Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, staff can be a little um, snooty, right? This two week uh, or this uh, make it? Did you make an appointment thing? I get it. One morning I was like, I'm sick. It's early. It's seven. I'm like, you know what? They open at eight. I'm just gonna go. And, I, and my wife's like, good luck with that, yeah. right? Because women are smarter on these. Mom things, right? Moms just own it sometimes, and dads are just the buffoon. Like, that's a stereotype. That's a trope, and it's it's fed by guys like me. I go there, and I go up to the counter, and I said, excuse me. Just walk in. I, I, I felt like walk-ins are a thing, right? So I walk Wait, in. to an urgent care or to, like, your doctor's office? Doctor's office. Yeah, I don't believe they accept walk-ins like a barbershop. <laughs> yeah, see, but I always, I didn't really think like that. Okay. I thought, hey, it's a walk-in. You probably have appointments, but you probably have some availability for the emergency guy that needs to get some penicillin for that itch or something. <laughs> That's not what my thing was. But I go in, and the lady's like, did you make an appointment? And I said, uh, no, I did not. I'd like to make one. And she goes, oh, we're booked today. 
Now it's eight o'clock. I was the only one in there. So I did this long, exaggerated look over my shoulder. And then I <laughs> With did the it. buzzing of fluorescent lights <laughs> yeah. in the background. And I did it to the other one. I said, Where's the back of the line? <laughs> oh my God. And she <laughs> <laughs> And she just gave me that look like I would love to just grab you by the throat, sir. And I just looked at her with that smile going, can, can we just get a quick one in? You know, and she's like, uh, we're just opening up the office. We'll, we'll, if, if you have a seat. And they made me wait for 30 minutes in an empty room. And I'm like, I know what you're doing. You're doing the thing that the cop does when he asks for my license and registration. <laughs> and he's just, you know, making me wait. Right. right? You, broke, it doesn't take, you broke protocol and now they're going to make you pay and they're for gonna, it. Yes. And that's mm -hmm. their that's their passive aggressive way yep. of responding to my passive aggressiveness. So, Mike, so. any can you think of an example where, well, you just had some issues traveling, right? So did you or your wife verbally abuse the, the people <laughs> well, at the airline? Because First of all. <laughs> Getting back to the email because I yes. just finished reading it while Rick was talking. I can't believe <laughs> I can't believe that the end of this email, Liz, asks you to stop licking the tongue depressors and putting them back in the jar. That's disgusting. And those Q-tips are not reusable. You don't go in the ear. Um, but anyway, what was your question? Do we did we have any issues? Yes, because I know you had some issues traveling when oh. you were leaving. So yeah, did so you or Allie verbally abuse any of the you know gate agents? No. But you probably wanted but to. <laughs> they did tell us, okay, so we were supposed to leave on Monday. That flight canceled on Sunday, but they didn't notify us. The only reason we knew that it canceled is Allie happened to log into the app to look at it Sunday night, and she was like, uh, our flight canceled. You didn't they, get a text or anything? They never sent anything out until, uh, like, Monday evening, they sent something about, like, changes have been made to your flight. And we were like, we would have already been at the airport. Right. Had we not checked, we would have been at the airport already by the time they sent it. When we were recording, I wanted to get Mike on the phone from the Azores or whatever. Mm -hmm. I thought he was already there. Right. right. So I asked him, this is what he writes back. Sounds like an excellent idea, but my EWR to BOS <laughs> flight takes off at four. Douchebag. <laughs> I right? can't believe you put airport codes in your yeah. text. Thanks, Rick. Well, it's it's worth noting that I previously dated a flight attendant, so I'm, oh. I'm very familiar with airport codes, unfortunately. <laughs> EWR, that's... Uh, Newark. Newark. Makes sense, EWR. Well, it's Newark. They're not going to get a good one. <laughs> All right, should we move on? Yes. Okay. Let's do one, one more, more, and then Mike, we'll, we'll kick it to you for a thing. Okay. All right, so this one's mine. My delivery driver is a parolee. So going back to your ankle bracelet comment from earlier, <laughs> I I order my groceries to be delivered from Roach Brothers, which is something that I would highly encourage anyone to do. I started doing it the second I had Will because I hated grocery shopping. I love a good market. I hate a grocery store. Mm -hmm. So and since Roach Brothers recently outsourced their grocery delivery to a third party company. Uh -oh. um, and so I realized as my delivery driver was loading my groceries onto my front steps that he had an ankle <gasps> monitor. Ooh. Well, the third party is the state prison. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. It might be. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Seriously. Yeah. all right. I mean, they generally don't put those on people to track their good deeds. Mm -hmm. So I'm now my mind is spinning. Like what the fuck did this guy do? Mm. 
and I Google, why would someone need to wear an ankle monitor? And, it's, you know, it could be like you're on parole. And I was like, what kind of crimes yep. do they put ankle monitor? Like what kind of criminals are have to wear ankle monitors? And it was everything from pedophiles to rapists to, you know, drug offenders. Or sometimes it's like if you are in like a sober living house, you have to wear one. So... None of these are good, yeah. but now he knows where I live and he sees my kids. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. he was wearing a pedometer, so he knew how many right. steps he took that day. And Liz is like, he's a he's a pedophile. Right. Yes. Um, did he come into your house with the groceries or leave No, the I always steps? just have them. Since COVID, I just have them leave them on the steps instead yeah. of coming into the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but of course, like now my warped mind has twisted. Like, does this guy have bodies in a basement? You know, mm-hmm. is he going to try to snatch one of my kids while they're playing basketball in the driveway? I saw a guy the other day on Essex Street in Salem with an ankle bracelet. Really? And my initial thought, because Salem, like people are wearing costumes year round. Mm. Uh, right now, there aren't a ton of people in costumes, but like people are still out dressed to walk around Salem. And I saw this guy with an ankle bracelet, and my first reaction is, oh, it's part of his costume. And then I'm looking at his outfit, and I was like, no, he's just wearing street clothes. Like, he's not <laughs> he's not wearing, like, a convict outfit or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just... Yeah, so did you wonder, like, what well, did I he totally do? I wondered what, yeah. his, what his deal was. But then I went into Pamplemousse and bought my beer and didn't think any more of it. Because he doesn't know where you live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm torn on this one, Liz, because on the one hand, nothing's more important than safety for your family. Mm-hmm. Societally, there is that is. a word? Societally, it, it is, is now. <laughs> Remember the Sniglets? Like it's yeah. societally. I would say uh, I'm a big fan of second chances. Yes. So I'm on board. I think the guy is great. I think he should keep continuing to to uh, deliver the groceries to your house, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> not in my backyard, Rick. Yeah, Fink. <laughs> me. All right. You crushed through a, a bunch of uh, things that we got off our chest. Yeah, Are we feel better. I feel better. better. Yeah. I do. The catharsis, the therapy. Mm-hmm. Like, we're saving a lot of money on psychotherapy <laughs> just by working it out with each other, right? And think of the public service we're providing. I know. People <laughs> are so now, so more enlightened. Mike's taking some notes. I can't wait to hear what that's all about. Why don't you get us out of here, Mike, with your okay, what did we learn see. segment? What did we learn today? We learned that parenthood absolutely sucks. <laughs> Rick's only new friends come from... Actually, that that is kind of true because you met me picking up Charlie from the after school <laughs> that's program. That's true, yeah. Rick only meets friends through his children now, yeah. and that's sad. Also, we learned you should always be nice to physicians. Don't lick the tongue depressors. And if your pantry parcels are being delivered by parolees, it's time to pivot and find a new service. <laughs> I love the alliteration. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Small Town Scuttlebutt is sponsored by APC Pest Control, Larkin's Liquors, Mario's Lawn Care, Perez Martial Arts, Royal Pizza, Park Street Books, Smear Campaign, and Mike Page Studios.